this year, Western Outdoor News is going to make it easier than ever for you to check off the wish list for all your fishing buddies this holiday season. Are you ready for the deal this year? It's a doozy. Our first one is $39.95 for your subscription or renewal, and then your first friend receives their subscription or renewal for free. Yes, I said it, free. $39.95 for you, free for your buddy, and then $15 for up to five friends after that. So you can get yourself and six of your best friends fitted with Western Outdoor News for the year for our lowest price of the year. Check out the show description on your phones right now to claim this deal and get it before it's gone. This is our holiday special, available at wonews.com. Iron Gate Dam is just one of four dams that will be removed along Klamath River and it's going to return to a free-flowing state for the first time in over a century. And we're back with another episode of the Western Outdoor News Podcast. Thanks for joining us this week. We are going to be talking about the November 25th issue of Western Outdoor News. I'm here with Mike Stevens. We're going to talk about some of the big headlines in this week's issue. So, first of all... You can't ignore it. We've got this awesome cover uh, from Big Gus, right? Yes, Big Gus. So tell me about how this cover came along and what's going on at DVL. Uh, Gus Torrialba, he's one of uh, my regular sources for Diamond Valley Lake, and he sends photos when he gets out there pretty regularly. Yeah, he, he, it almost seems like he's like living out there. He's he's there all the time. I follow yeah. him on social media. He's always out there. Yeah, when he when the conditions line up for him, he'll hit it as much as he can. And he always seems he's one of those guys who will catch bass, largemouth bass at Diamond Valley Lake when it's very tough for everyone else. And he get, and he gets big ones. Sometimes he's going for the one big bite. Um this time, I'm sure he was getting out there because the trout have been stocked. Mm. Um, a lot of those trophy hunters, both largemouth for largemouth bass and stripers, have been out there since trout stocking began um, at the beginning of November, and that'll be the case until they stop. Um, what so, what's the when you hear these these lakes being stocked, I know it might be obvious to the more seasoned angler that you know goes to Diamond Valley Lake or any any sort of lake that's stocked regularly, going after bass. But what what do you see the transition? I'm sure bigger baits. What's the what's the big transition, especially going into winter here? Well, usually, that's what makes this these this gust story, <laughs> big gust story, uh, a little different than usual. He's usually sending photos of fish he's caught on big baits, um, big bluegill imitations he, he, he's been using. But um, this time he caught all these fish on finesse baits. He was using small uh, three-inch, I think, Japanese uh, shad-style swim baits on a lead head, um, the exact the specifics on the baits in the story. But basically small baits, um, and I think he used a slightly bigger bait, and he caught a striper. But mm -hmm. his bass have been coming on on small stuff, which is kind of out of character for him. But you know, while he is a big bait guy, I've seen that he's not um, he's not above you know scaling down when he needs to, right. and it clearly paid off for him. But um, generally speaking, though, that's when the guys are out there throwing the bigger trout imitations when the um, rainbow trout are being stocked. 
Um, there, I had another, also in the same story, there was an angler fishing from shore who's been getting stripers to double digits, just over 10 pounds, I think was his bigger one. And he's getting his on the, on the lunker punker. So for whatever reason, um, the stripers are on the big baits, but it seems like the larger mouth are on the, the, the small stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's DVL. I mean, you guys can't miss this cover shot. It's, uh, it's, it's everywhere and it's a beautiful shot. You get, he's got two big bass up there on the cover of this, uh, November 25th issue of Western Outdoors. So let's go a little bit further north. Let's go to the Eastern Sierra. So winter trout fishing in the Eastern Sierra is heating up, dare I say. Uh, tell us what's going on. You noticed that many of the pictures we had, people were catching browns up there. What's going on in the Eastern Sierra right now? Yeah, it's, fall seemed to arrive a little late later than usual this year, but it did finally arrive. Um, and we started to see more brown trout being caught. Um, I mentioned before we started recording here that, um, four of the five photos in this week's Sierra report were nice brown trout. Um, and that, that's how the general season closed on November 15th. And, and it rolled right into the, the, uh, winter season, um, for the limited amount of water that's open in the winter. Um, it's a, it's a tough time to fish in the winter up there, but you obviously you get rewarded with these nicer fish and not a lot of people do it. I mean, there's less since the, since the new water's open in the winter, um, it doesn't seem like a lot of people take advantage of them. Mm-hmm. Um, because the fit it, it is not the same as summer fishing. Um, you know, because trout aren't being stocked, um, but for trophy hunters or just people who like catching brown trout, it's a cool time to go. Yeah, no, I, and I was going to ask when there's when there's snow in the ground on the ground or in the ground, even for that matter. <laughs> uh, when there's snow on the ground in the eastern Sierra, what are how do you, how do you change your approach to fishing the eastern Sierra? Because uh, I mean, just a month ago. Maybe more than a month ago, there mm-hmm. was no snow anywhere up right. there, and now we're starting to see pictures with snow in the background. Yeah, what? Uh, how does that change your approach when fishing Eastern Sierra waters? Uh, it seems like if anything, if you're used to fishing up there in the summer, or even the late spring, or early to mid fall, um, winter fish are sluggish, and they're less less willing to really chase something down. Mm-hmm. So the mindset you have to have is, you know, kind of imagine whether you're fishing a lure or a fly, having to hit them in the face. You know, the mm-hmm. fly fishermen will use um, bigger, brighter um, flies that imitate nothing. You know, they call it this like spaghetti and meatballs approach, which yeah. would be like a worm imitation and an egg imitation on the same on the same rig, and they're just working undercuts and deeper holes with that stuff it's slow as possible same with lure fishing i mean i've when i'm up there for the opener in 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 april sometimes there's a lot of snow on the ground the water's really cold and you know towards the end of my day I'll, i'll fish a little and i've noticed that you know you'll get bites and they're just not as aggressive you miss a lot of bites and once you realize where you're getting bit you keep sending it down in that same spot and keeping it in that particular spot as long as possible, um, that's a way you can get a kind of a cold, lazy fish to bite. Yeah. And that, that's how it is up there all winter. 
do you have any plans to go up to the Eastern Sierra this winter, or are you you more of that? No, uh, normally, normally I wouldn't. But last January, my brother went up for his birthday, and and he loved it, and he just um, he just fished around Bishop. Mm-hmm. It was tough even down there, but you know with the new regs, I mean the Owens Owens River has always been open year round. Pleasant Valley Reservoir has always been open year round. But now um, creeks are open. Most creeks are open year-round. And if you're fishing out of Bishop, um, a lot of the intakes on, the, on like Bishop Creek are open year-round because from what, how it's been explained to me is once you put a dam, even though if they're a little dam, like for the intake ponds, um, it's considered a lake. And if you look at the new regs, intake two and stuff like and places like that, aren't listed on as place you can't fish in winter. So mm-hmm. now you can fish up there. So he wants me to go on his birthday trip this year. So I'm, I very possibly could be up there in January for a few days. Okay. Out of Bishop though. I don't, I don't think I'll go up the hill and, and fish in the snow, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, uh, I'm hoping I, I can get up there a little bit. Okay. Well, hey, we'll look forward to seeing that. And obviously, we'll be keeping our eye on everything every week here at Western Outdoor News. Uh, let's jump over to way north. Let's go all the way up to the Klamath River. Uh, huge news here. We have a huge West Coast dam removal announcement. Uh, we have a picture there. Iron Gate Dam is just one of four dams that will be removed along Klamath River. And it's going to return to a free-flowing state for the first time in over a century. This one, uh, it's kind of a hot-button topic. Stevens, what are your thoughts on the dam removals along Klamath River? Yeah, I remember, gosh, it must have been close to a year ago, if not a year ago, when this first became a possibility. And now this um, recent hurdle that has been crossed was the last remaining hurdle in taking down those four dams. And like you said, that will restore the free-flowing nature of Klamath, the Klamath River and, um, and give salmon access to spawning grounds they haven't been able to get to in like over a century, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's great news um, for, for salmon. It's great news for, you know, all uh, – I mean, the, the – the trickle down effect. <laughs> oh, there we go. Of, of this, you know, it affects anything from, from birds to, to plant life. You know, around the Klamath, um, you know, it's not without. Uh, it's not with. There's anti's out there too who aren't crazy about it. Right. Um, but uh, overall, as far as like, because this was primarily championed by the the local tribes up there and environmental groups. Uh, to have the salmon return to their kind of natural state as there wouldn't be any uh, anything impeding them. Right. And then on the power uh, supplier side, they were concerned about the cost if they were to uh, put in salmon ladders, so yeah. to speak. And, uh, and I think what this article is mentioning at the end here, this is on page 8 of the November 25th issue, uh, 
what that mentions is that the cost to put those ladders in and those kind of workarounds for the salmon exceeded the cost or exceeded the return they would get on having those dams produce the number is 2% right. of the power uh, that their company even produces. So the numbers just didn't work out. And obviously they said they're, they're working, uh, they're working towards alternative methods, but I'm sure there's people on both sides uh, saying their their piece. Of course, uh, no matter what, this is this is big news for the region and big news for fishing on the Klamath River, without a doubt. Yeah, there's uh, you hit it right on the head when you were mentioning the company is Pacific Corp is the company that owns the dams. Um, they only get two percent of their total electric power they're working with from those dams, and and it would have cost way more to install fish ladders that who knows how effective they would have been. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of the opponents are mostly local residents because they, these dams create reservoirs and those reservoirs create um, homes with lake views. And when the lake's going away, they're afraid they're going to see their property values drop. Um, I've seen mentions of loss of recreational opportunities and, and tax taxes associated with those opportunities. Um, so it, I mean, that's just money, right? You know? Yeah. And it's always, it's always a complicated issue. I'm sure everybody listening to this has their own opinions of it. And we'd love to hear what your opinions are. You can write those into editors at wonews.com and, uh, and sound off. Let us know what you guys think of this. Uh, obviously, there's it's a it's a big issue and we're going to keep everybody up to date on the the progress they make for these four dams and when and if they actually do end up being removed so uh, stay tuned for that in western outdoor news uh let's jump over to the saltwater side stevens i uh i wrote down a couple things here that i saw in the in the issue this week saltwater side bluefin they're still they're still out there. Yeah. Okay. That's that's the theme is that uh, we keep seeing bluefin. We've seen some yellowfin. Bluefin all the way up to Monterey, by the way. I mean, mm-hmm. 150 pounder out of Monterey is uh, reported in this week's issue. So it's not time to put that salt gear away. It's still uh, it's still in full power or full power, full <laughs> speed ahead. But uh, the the theme that I actually talked to you about this morning, we got a ton of reports of giant lingcod three in the past 24 hours of giant lingcod like like seriously some of the biggest lingcod yeah. i've Ling- seen in lingosaurus. a long time yeah. lingosaurus <laughs> so uh get out there and uh and catch those and send us more more photos of lingcod more f- pictures of bluefin uh it, because it it obviously it's winter it's slowing down but it's it's still going full speed on uh in some of these species out there so salt water, obviously there's more to report there. We can't get through everything in this, uh, in this episode here, but let's jump over to the hunting side. Waterfowl. Waterfowl is kicking into gear. We're getting tons of photos of guys with pretty good straps. And, uh, the Kern National Wildlife Ref- Refuge, it had its opening day, uh, this is past week. And the report we got back is that, hey, it was okay. It was lower than the previous opener, but, uh, but we're still getting good numbers out of Kern National Wildlife Refuge. That's just one of the reports. Uh, we had a, a full rundown of many waterfowl hotspots uh, in the latest issue. So make sure to check that out. Stevens, any other topics that jumped out this week? 
going back to the the bluefin thing, I did get a message from our Baja writer and former one editor, Pat McDonald, who told me to come by his house and pick up a bunch of bluefin. And so he was among, he was out there with uh, my, my buddy, Cy Bowden. Um, I know they had to make a long run and burn a lot of gas and in some uncomfortable conditions yeah. um, to get their fish, but they got a good one. I mean, here we are. It, it's, you know, it's late November um, and we're probably going to see some December bluefin again. Um, so it's pretty cool that that's still going on. And, you know, like clockwork, usually those giant lings will start showing up right as the pelagic thing starts tapering off and fill that gap. So it's, it's a pretty, um, pretty cool that we get to evolve from one bite to another without having a dead period again, yeah. you know, this year. Well, I, for one, I think it's uh, it was a crazy summer, obviously, the Mad Mac madness that everybody saw over the summer, but <laughs> seems to have transitioned back to uh, uh, to sinker rigs and, uh, and using bait. So more traditional fishing here in the winter. Before we go, I just wanted to remind everybody, first of all, happy Thanksgiving. Hope everybody's enjoying the holiday. Maybe you're listening to this on your way out to, uh, to go visit your family. Uh, but we do have the Big Five Kids Photo Contest that is accepting entries for the month of November all the way until the end of November. And then we have a new batch of entries for December to round out the year. So if you're sitting on those good uh, photos of the kids out there hunting and fishing, feel free to send those in to us uh, at the link at wonews.com. You could hit on Big Five uh, Kids Photo Contest right on the homepage and send those in. We're giving away $100 in gift card to Big Five, $75 gift card to Big Five, and a $50 gift card to Big Five every single month. So if you haven't already, make sure to enter the Big Five Kids Photo Contest and uh, and keep an eye out on wonews.com for the latest stories. And have a happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you all next week. <laughs>